0: YouTube, we are back. Welcome, guys. Uh, my name is DK. In this video, will be breaking down the eight-game NBA DFS uh, slate on DraftKings. If you're first time watching, I cover content for daily fantasy sports, NBA, NFL, and for player prop sites like Prize Underdog, and Parlay Play. Guys, if you're not on Parlay Play, you can use the link down below for a $100 deposit match bonus. How it works is you're building out uh, slips of player props. Uh, You can mix and match sports and you can even up 75 extra money. So if you want to give it a try, click that link down below. Uh, And if you do click the link and deposit, you help support the channel. So greatly appreciate that. And also wanted to, again, apologize for not uploading last three or four days. uh, Been traveling for the holidays uh, and running on very little sleep. Still been super busy, um, still been active on Twitter and and doing stuff with Patreon. But just haven't been able to get uh, a video up. So back on the YouTube grind. And, uh, yeah, so we'll just get right into the video. Also, if you guys have been tailing on Twitter. We came close. Came close to completing the ladder challenge. We went to day four. But, uh, unfortunately, uh, Pool of all people, have chalks it. Uh, Kuzma legacy game and Pool even got benched. Never came back in. So that was, that was no fun. But, uh, yeah, let's just get right into it. We'll start off with Chicago and Boston. So Chicago team, uh, Levine's questionable, but he's played the last couple games dealing with this injury. So I expect him to play. Um, there's not a ton that I love here. Alex Caruso also questionable. Um, if he misses, you know, Kobe White, uh, Corey Craig, Pat Williams, I'd assume those guys all should see a little bit more run. But I honestly just have no faith the Chicago team can keep it competitive. I think they're really bad, and they're going on the road in Boston. I'm sure Boston's missing Porzingis. They may be without Drew Holiday too. But even so, like I still don't even know if this team can see, this team can keep it competitive. Now, if uh, Levine plays, there's not much here. If Levine misses. Then, I unfortunately, I had to consider guys like DeRozan and Boosh. So, they obviously get a significant usage bump. Everyone else look a little bit better as well. Um, Drummond is 3.3K. His mitts have been taken down a bit. 11, 6, and 11 mitts over the last three games. However, this game does blow out. You could see uh, you know Drummond play a little bit more. So, I wanted to mention that. Just because Drummond is a really good point-permanic guy. If he finds his way into more mitts, he could smash. On the Boston side, no Porzingis. Uh, Drew Holiday is questionable. Derek White is probable. So, top two guys, Tatum and Brown you think it stays competitive, I uh, like them both at their respective price points. I think my favorite play here would be Derek White, especially, uh, assuming Drew Holiday is out. Uh, Derek White uh, just becomes, you know, the primary playmaker at 11 assists last game, so he would look really good if Drew Holiday is out. If Drew Holiday's in, then me, I don't know if there would be any must plays here for Boston. Obviously, you would just get Horford starting for Porzingis. Horford at 6K would be reasonable play 30-plus minutes now the last three games. Um, If Holiday's out, I would think, well, I guess I don't know. Because they randomly started Banton last game. So they could go Banton. They could go Hauser. Um, one of those two would most likely start if Drew Holiday's out. Whoever would start would be a viable value. And Peyton Pritchard, a 4-7, would play the backup point if there is no Drew Holiday. But the price point is up on him. You did see a little bit of Nami Esqueda and Luke Cornett as well last game. But don't think it's necessary to go to those guys. So Drew Holiday news is pretty important. And if he misses, Derek White would be the standout for me. And then all the other main guys are solid options. They all look a little better, too, if Drew is out. Toronto and Brooklyn, so... I mean, DFS is just such a tilting game, man. I played Yaka Portal this game against Orlando. No one wanted him. He was absolutely smashing and just barely plays. Random massive blowout. Next three games, 29, 31, 35 minutes. He's 40 fancy points a game over the last two games. It's just frustrating, man. Frustrating, frustrating, frustrating. But top end guys, Scotty Barnes. Minutes have been ticking down on him a little bit in competitive games. Uh, Only 33 minutes last game. That is a little bit concerning. There was no foul trouble. Sakam 8.2, been playing a little bit more of late, so... Um, if, if Scotty Barnes is going to, you know, going to continue to play low 30s smiths and Siakam is going to continue to play high 30s minutes, then I am going to prefer Siakam since he is cheaper. Dennis Schroeder, 6.3, kind of there for me, uh, just indifferent secondary option, playable, but I love it. Don't hate it. Same with OG, Gary Trent, 4.1k. The minutes have been not amazing on him, but this price point is coming down to a point where he's playable because if he's making a shots, he does have a ceiling. So I think Trent's interesting for tournaments, but again, he is very score independent and then Pirtle, again, like I said, the minutes have ticked up. If you told me for sure that he was going to play 30-plus minutes, I would be really high in him here at 6K. k. only know if I get to anyone else. So I play some backup five. You might see a little bit of Boucher, but let's talk about Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Cam Thomas, doubtful. Nick Claxton, questionable. Cam Johnson, probable. Uh, the two guys at the top you can feel good about, their minutes would be Bridges and Dinwiddie. Um, in competitive games right now, both guys are seeing, on average, mid-30s minutes. Uh, 8.4K for... Raquel Bridges, 7.2K for Dinwiddie. Neither stand out, but um, they should get good uh, minutes for sure. Now, if Nick Claxton now I would assume that they'd try to go small again. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith at the five. They shifted Royce O'Neill in the starting lineup. Royce O'Neal had a ceiling game cut kind of out of nowhere. A 40-bomb for Royce O'Neal. Definitely an outlier performance, and his price went way up. So, I mean, I don't love either wing of, of, of Royce or Dorian Finney-Smith. I think they're priced about right. 6K-plus for Lonnie Walker feels too much. I will say there's no Nick Claxton. Guys like Dayron Sharp and Trent Watford are interesting options off the bench. You still saw 27 minutes for Dayron Sharp. Trent Watford played 17. These are both guys that are good point per minute. So there's no Claxton. Even though if they don't start, I would have some interest in those two. And then I don't know what happened with Cam Johnson. Did he like go? Oh, it was okay. It was cramps. He did. I was like, why did he only play 22 minutes? Um, I forgot he didn't return due to cramps. But six point one for six point one K for Cam Johnson. I would expect at least thirty-plus minutes from him. Makes him again a reasonable option there in the mid-range. Let's so talk about Atlanta and Cleveland. So on the Atlanta side, Trey Young nine point seven k, Dejounte Murray eight point four. Both more to secondary options uh, for me. Without Jalen Johnson, you did see a minutes bump for DeAndre Hunter. He played forty minutes last game. Now you did have some Sadiq Bay foul trouble, so I think on average you're probably going to get you know low to mid thirties minutes from both, which makes both these wings solid plays in Bay and then Hunter, but the price points are up. McDonavich also had a really solid game, uh, but his price went up a little bit. Okongu and Capella, they're going to split the center position. No real strong taste in either of those guys. Yeah, you saw, I think, a little bit of run for A.J. Griffin, but not enough for me to get to him. On the Cleveland side, they're basically fully healthy. Main guys, 9.2K for Mitchell. Don't love the price on him. Mobley and Garland feel priced about right. Same with Struce. I think my favorite play here on Cleveland will be Jared Allen a little bit of foul trouble last game game before that though did, did play 37 minutes so no longer on a limit for jared allen i think he's my favorite of the main calves but not a ton else i mean lavert price is dropping on him but mm, Yang for one craig Barton jr will probably see a little bit of run but you got coral there too so it's not a ton that i love in this game walkie and miami so middleton's questionable that's pretty significant news uh, if he misses uh, obviously slight usage bump to the other starters uh, and then, you know, probably guys at Conten, Beauchamp, Beasley, so a little bit more run. As far as the main guys go, Giannis at eleven four. 4 Don't love the spot for him. Bam on the opposite side is expected to play. Bam usually de- uh, defends Giannis pretty well. 9.3K for Dame. Just, I don't love either of the main guys here for the Bucks. Brooke Lopez, I want to say, had, was it two games ago? Yeah, two games ago, he had this massive game. Almost 40 real-life points. I mean, he was really struggling early in the year, but we've seen some big Brooke Lopez games of late. The minutes have been ticking up. I don't think we can expect like 40 plus fancy points, but I think he's like a reasonable play. Bobby Portis, 5.8K. Uh, the minutes have been a little bit up and now but we know he is a good point per minute guy. And then these wings like, like Beasley and Content, I think would be a little bit interesting if there is no Chris Middleton. Talk about Miami. So Miami, they listed a lot of guys in the injury report. Bam is probable. Duncan Robinson is probable. Uh, Tyler Hero is still out. Jimmy is questionable. And Haywood Highsmith is questionable. So, a little bit tough to talk about. Now, if there's no Jimmy Butler um, and there's no Haywood Highsmith, you're probably going to get a starting lineup something like Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Jay Rich, Hawkes, Bam, probably something like that. They could start Caleb Martin too, I guess. Um, he played a lot last game, but that was a blowout. So we'll see there. Um Assuming everyone plays, there's not a ton that I like here for Miami. Uh, I will say Hawkes is a guy that I've been high on a lot recently. I just think he's a good player. Like, and he's a big part of his rotation. So, uh, like, I still, I think he's playable either way, but he's going to look better if some of these guys end up sitting. I don't think there's anything else that i love. Again, Kevin Love should, should play the backup five. He's a good point for minute guy. 4K. Makes him viable. But, if you get Jimmy out and if you get Highsmith out, then Bam at 9-2 begins finishing. But, uh, again, it's not like you're getting Bam at a discount. Like, he is priced up even if Jimmy is out. Duncan would be playable. Again, he missed, I think, only one game or one or two games, but he had been playing pretty well in the starting lineup. Uh, let's talk about Charlotte and New York. So Charlotte, LaMelo Ball is doubtful, so that's going to open up some stuff here for the Hornets. Um, you should get Brandon Miller in the starting lineup. Uh, that's what they did in the second half. They started Brandon Miller. Now, as far as the main guys go, Rogier came back. I thought he going to be on some, they're going to take it easy on his minutes. First game in, like, almost a month. 37 minutes for Terry Rogier. Clearly no limit on Rogier. Without LaMella ball, I think he's the guy that stands out the most to me, but uh, everyone else looks better too. Miles Bridges is playing huge minutes. He's 8K. Uh, Mark Williams, 6.9K. If he stays out of foul trouble, probably plays around 30 minutes. We've seen big games from him. Hayward looks better without LaMella ball. Uh, he'll become a secondary playmaker on this team. I think he's reasonable in the mid range. Brandon Miller himself probably, like I said, starts. Uh, Price point feels about right, but he's been playing a little bit better of late. Peter Washington probably plays some backup five with Nick Richards out, 5.6K for him. I think he's fine. So uh, there's a good amount to like here from the Hornets with the mellow ball, doubtful. Basically all these main rotation players, but I would say especially Rozier and Bridges, uh, those two I think stand out the most. Um, and then with the mellow out, uh, Smith probably gets a little bit of backup point guard run. Um, you know, Smith 3.7K, I think he's playable. I think he's playable. Let's talk about the Knicks. The Knicks are in a really good spot here against the Hornets. I love targeting uh, players against the Charlotte Hornets team. So, Randall and Brunson, I'm high on both. Uh, the minutes have been solid for both. Mid to high 30s minutes from Randall recently. Jalen Brunson also playing a ton. A high 30s minutes. I like both these main Knicks a good amount. 8.2 for Brunson, 8.7 for Randall. Both look really good. Kind of indifferent on RJ Barrett, but there are games where he can take over if he's really making his shots and he's sub-6K. Mitchell Robinson, you guys know he's up and down, but... If you say he's not a foul trouble, I would assume you get around 30 minutes. So there's a lot to like here from the next. in my opinion. All the main guys. I don't really know if we get to anyone uh, below that, like Hart or DiVincenzo. And Hardenstein, he'll play the backup uh, center position. I will mention quickly at 5'3", uh, we know quickly he's a high-usage player. When he's out there, he's going to shoot. And like I said, this is a good matchup. So I do like his upside in GPPs. OKC okay, in Minnesota. So Oklahoma City fully healthy. Um, SGA 10.5K, I think, is a reasonable spend up here at the top. You're just going to get big mitts from him in a competitive game, high 30s. Chet, again, he's up and he's down, but the ceiling is clearly there from him. We've seen a couple of huge games from him of late. Uh, basically, three of the last four has gone for 50-plus. 64 there against Golden State. So, yeah, I like the I love the upside a lot here on Chet. Get the midsman down in him, I will pass. Jalen Williams in his first game back in about a week. I want to keep an eye on the news if he's not on a limit, I think he is a good play in the mid-range. If he is going to be limited, I'll pass. Lou Dort's been really, really bad recently, um, and the price is dropping, but I still don't even know if I can stomach that. Uh, I don't know if I get to any of the bench guys with Jalen Williams back. I mean, Isaiah Joe should, should still get some solid run, uh, maybe low to mid-20s. Kenneth Williams will see rotation minutes as well. Um, Jalen Williams, I would expect to get some backup center run um, against a big Minnesota team. Maybe in, like, a large field tournament, he's interested. I don't... in interesting, I don't have a ton of confidence in his minutes, but since this is a big Minnesota team, I could see him playing a little bit more. Now on the Thunder side, you got Ant at sub-9K price point. Like the upset in him. Carlton Towns, 8.6K. with a bit of foul trouble last game. Before that, he had been playing really well. I think the two main Minnesota guys look good. Uh, Rudy Gobert is relatively safe in a, in a competitive game. We should see around 30 minutes from him. Not a guy with a massive ceiling, but reasonable price point. Only 5.6K. Been playing... Uh, you know, decent. Uh, had a good game last game. A bit of an outlier. Wouldn't expect that again from Mike Conley. But you should see, you know, around 30 minutes in a close game. Makes him a relatively safe play. You got slow-mo, 4-6. Probably sees low 20s minutes. Makes him playable. NAW should continue to start without McDaniels. I would expect high 20s to low 30s minutes. But uh, you're not getting him at a super cheap price point. My boy Nas Reed. He'll play some backup to both Cat and to Gobert. We know he's a good point-per-minute guy. Always makes them in play there, especially at a relatively cheap price point. A couple games left. We got Houston and we got Dallas. This is a game that's pretty appealing to me, more so on the Houston side. Um, Shingun and Van Fleet, they're playing big minutes. I mean, Van Fleet's averaging like 40 minutes a game over the last five games. Reasonable price point. And my boy, Shingun. Cooked Jokic. I mean, they both had good games, but Shangoon went nuts. 21 points, 15 boards, 8 assists, 2 steals, and a block. He also played 43 minutes last game in regulation, and that game blew out. So the minutes have been ticking up at Shangoon. You guys know how high I've been on him since he came into the league. So, yeah, I, I like Shangoon. I like Van Fleet a good amount. Jalen Green at 6.4K has had a couple of big games of late. Uh he has a bit of a lower floor, but he's making a shot. So we know the ceilings there. Jabari Smith, 5.9. You know, the minutes have been, the, the minutes have basically been taken up on all these starters. So I have some interest in him. Dylan Brooks, 4.9K. You know, should see. I would guess around 30 minutes, assuming no foul trouble. Makes him a reasonable value play. Guys like Eason and Tate are interesting plays off the bench as well. Tar Eason, good point per minute guy. Jay Sean Tate, 3.9K should see around 20 minutes. So yeah, there's good amounts like here for Houston. On the Dallas side, you got Luca at eleven six, reasonable. Same with Kyrie at nine six. I think if I had to pick between the two, I'd give the edge to Luca for two thousand dollars more. The rest of this Dallas team, you guys know, they're a headache. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. feels priced right. Lively, if he's in, is playable. If he can stay out of foul trouble, I think he would be. Uh, he would be viable. If he misses, you should get Rashawn Holmes and Dwight Powell splitting the center position. I think I'd prefer whoever starts in last game. Um, it was Rashawn Holmes. He was not great in a start, but he is a better point-per-minute guy than uh, White Powell. Wings, kind of tough to prioritize, but you did see big minutes for Grant Williams last game. 30-plus uh, minutes now in four of the last five, so I guess if I had to play a wing, I think it would be Grant Williams. It's just there are times, too, where he doesn't play much. Like He'll play 20 minutes here, 16 minutes here, right? So there, there's been a couple games where they've trolled. Uh, Jason gets trolled the minutes, but... Yeah, if you get 30-plus minutes of Grant Williams 4K, I think he is a little bit interesting. And finally, Golden State-Sacramento. Golden State, probably one of my least uh, least appealing teams to target on the slate. Steph Curry, 9.5K is always fine for tournaments, but you got Draymond Gra- Draymond back with Draymond back. Um, you should get the normal starting lineup here for Golden State of Steph, play Wiggins, Draymond, and Looney. There's just not much here. There really isn't. We know Golden State runs a deep rotation, too, so I'm probably going to pass on everyone else. For the Sacramento side, a little bit more interest here. I like Sabonis and Fox at the top. I like the ceiling on both. You should see big myths for both. Keegan Murray is doubtful. So my guess is you continue to see Chris Duarte in the starting lineup. 4.1K for Duarte. Makes him playable, assuming he does start. Uh, Herder and Barnes, they should see a little bit more run. But price points are, are, are fair on them. Malik Monk at 5.6K. The minutes kind of are all over the place on him, but he has a guy with a ceiling. So interested in him for tournaments. Trey Lyles now feels priced right. Not much else here for the King. So that'll do it for the video, guys. As always, if you do enjoy it, make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell, and we'll see you guys all in the next video.